This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Thursday, June 4th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Yesterday morning, the Anne Arundel County Economic Development Corporation announced that their portal for the $10,000 grants is now open. They had expected it to be open by June 1st, so they're only a couple days late. But this is the Small Business Customer and Employee Protection Grant Program, which will allow qualified small businesses to apply for up to $10,000 to help with the purchase of products and services that can help them pivot their businesses to reopen. Now, the grant program was funded with $5 million from the county's allotment of the CARES Act, and it will be managed by the Anne Arundel County Economic Development Corporation. The criteria is that you have to be an Anne Arundel County-based business, including nonprofits, with 50 employees or less. It must be in good standing with the state of Maryland. You're going to have to submit a budget detailing your purchases and vendors, as well as financial documents as business tax returns, Schedule Cs, 990s, or a profit and loss statement. Again, the grant is up to $10,000. It can cover the cost for things such as PPE for employees, protective shields and dividers, sanitation products, digital signage, technology hardware, wellness scans, virtual media. Meetings, e-commerce if you need to get your website up to speed, delivery vehicles and equipment if you need to deliver things, legal and accounting services, as well as workforce training. You can get more information at aaedc.org, and you just want to click on the big banner up on top that says COVID-19 resources. If you are a small business, I would suggest you act on this fairly quickly. It is $5 million, $10,000 a pop. That will go pretty quickly. Late yesterday afternoon, County Executive Stuart Pittman announced that churches, synagogues, mosques, and other houses of worship will be able to increase their current limits on attendance beginning this Friday at 5 p.m. Pittman pretty much went with Governor Larry Hogan's 50% occupancy limit that went into place about two weeks ago. And he did remind everybody that on the 50% capacity, the churches do need to maintain social distancing, including spacing to ensure six feet between individuals or households, no use of common materials such as hymnals or holy books, no activities that promote personal contact such as hugging, shaking hands, etc. Face coverings should be worn by all congregants, employees, and volunteers. Frequently touched surfaces should be cleaned and disinfected frequently. Outdoor services are also permitted. Again, seating must be six feet apart from everybody else. Outdoor seating cannot be more than 500 feet away from the restrooms, and any tent over 200 square feet requires a special building permit to ensure safety. 200 square feet, that's a pretty small tent. That's a 10 by 20 tent or 14 by 14. That seems a little bit ridiculous to me, but hey, that's the rules. And another big thing that's happening on Friday at 5, Governor Larry Hogan yesterday announced that Maryland will be moving into stage 2 of the recovery. Again, as in the past, we do not know what County Executive Pittman is going to do. He has not followed the governor's orders in the past. Typically, he's a week to two weeks later on that. But according to Governor Hogan, stage two now will go into effect at 5 p.m. on Friday. And what this does is this lifts the order requiring the closure of non-essential businesses. So all businesses are now able to be open. They do need to follow health and safety guidance, which includes wearing face coverings whenever face-to-face interactions take place, temperature checks for workers and other personnel, limiting the proximity of employees by rotating employee hours, instituting split shifts, reduced schedule shorter work weeks, staggering start times, quit times, breaks, and shift times. And the governor did also emphasize that employees who can telework should continue to telework if at all possible. 
Additionally, some more personal services are going to be able to get back in business. Nail salons, massage therapists, tanning salons, and tattoo parlors can all resume operations at 50% capacity by appointment only. And of course, they have to follow appropriate health and safety guidelines. Starting on Monday, June 8th, Maryland government is going to start to reopen. The Motor Vehicle Administration and other customer-facing agencies will begin reopening select branches, and they will be on an appointment-only basis moving forward. The Maryland State Department of Education will continue with its gradual plan to reopen child care centers. The Maryland Department of Commerce has developed and is continuing to develop as we reopen guidance. I do suggest any business to go to open.maryland.gov slash business. Find out what their guidance and their best recommendations are to get back in business. Gyms are still closed and inside dining and bars are still considered closed. Now, the governor did say about the next steps. He said the trends are very encouraging, and if they do continue, the next step is likely going to coincide with the end of the school year, which will be in about a week and a half to two weeks, and they will consider opening additional amusement, fitness, sporting, and other summertime activities. If I had to guess, I would say gyms would be the next thing to open up in a couple weeks. Maryland is moving along. I don't know whether Baltimore is moving along. They had so many problems with their election the other day with the ballots, with with the ballots that didn't get mailed, the ballots that were wrong. The governor has asked the state legislature to investigate it. And unfortunately, the head of elections for the state is unable to be fired by pretty much anybody. So it'll be curious to see what happens there. Currently, former Mayor Sheila Dixon seems to be leading, followed by City Council President Brandon Scott. And in third place is former U.S. Treasury Department Undersecretary Mary Miller. It is still too close to call. They do have more ballots to count. But right now, it does look like Sheila Dixon's in the lead. And I'm not sure what they're thinking of. Maybe Washington, D.C. said, hey, man, we reelected Marion Barry. And Baltimore said, hold my beer. All right, and a little bit of bummer news. We just learned that the ninth annual Kegs and Corks Beer and Wine Festival, originally scheduled for August 15th of this year, is going to be canceled. We got an email from Ashley and Sharon yesterday saying we were really holding out hope that things would start opening up, but there is just no way. We will be back in 2021. You can guarantee that. That's good news. This event was first established back in 2012 as a way to marry beer and wine together. The first Kegs and Corks was at Max Blobs Park out in Jessup back in August of 2012 with sellout crowds. They needed a bigger location. In 2013, they moved over to the Anne Arundel County Fairgrounds where it's been ever since and continues to grow more and more popular each year. Disappointed that Kegs and Corks is not going to be here this year. Excited to see it again in 2021. And another festival that is going to be a little bit different this year, this is the First Sunday Arts Festival. We do have First Sunday coming up a little bit later on this week, or maybe it's the beginning of next week, depending on which way you look at your calendar. But June is not going to be out in the streets under the tents like it normally is. It is going to be a virtual festival this year, and they're going to try to create some opportunities for more than 200 vendors that do rely on these festivals for income and attendees that have really supported it for the last 18 years. This virtual arts festival is one that you can enjoy from your home. All of the artists that have participated in the first Sunday arts festivals last year are scheduled for this year have an online presence. It will include live local virtual concerts, and they also hope to have some live artists events as well. To see the virtual festival, you can go to firstsundayarts.com slash virtual festival. And we talked to Eric Evans about when first Sunday arts festivals may return in person. And his response was, we're always planning for the next month. However, it's up to local elected officials who are monitoring COVID-19 to determine the proper timeline for reopening. Kind of a bummer, but I do love the way that all the businesses and all the festivals are trying their best to salvage. 
All right, that does wrap it up for the news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net for updates to these stories and more throughout the day because we do update them throughout the day. If you are someplace you can leave us a rating or a review, please do that and make sure you let everybody know how to download a podcast and subscribe to this one. We come to you every morning at 7 a.m. and that would really help us grow. It is Thursday, so you need to hang tight for Trevor with your Annapolis Makerspace Maker Minutes. And, of course, as we have every day, George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. All of that in just one minute. But first, solar energy services. Hello, Marylanders. This is Rick Peters from Solar Energy Services in Millersville, Maryland, wishing you good health and a rapid return to prosperity. Uncertainty is one of the hardest parts of our current situation. As we move towards our new normal, you may want to consider adding more certainty to your financial future by locking in the low cost of clean solar energy. The economics of solar are tremendous, and there's no better source than a trusted team at Solar Energy Services. Residential solar projects typically earn the homeowner 8 to 12% annually over the life of the system, with even better returns for commercial systems. If you have some downtime now, take advantage of our powerful remote design capabilities, allowing one of our experienced solar designers to provide a presentation, followed by a detailed, accurate proposal, all from a safe distance. Call us today at 410-923-6090 or visit us at solarsaves.net. Sunshine's a waste, but together we'll get through this. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Thursday, June 4th. Yesterday was a hot one for the Annapolis region with afternoon highs in the 90s across all of Anne Arundel County due to a flow of air into the region from the west-southwest. And today through Saturday will bring more hot temps to the region with highs in the mid-80s to low 90s in spots along with a daily chance of PM storms as well. So stay tuned for updates each day and keep an eye on the skies when out and about. As for Sunday, the expectation is for plenty of sunshine and high temps near 80 degrees, which will make for a nice finish to the weekend. And looking ahead to next week, the early outlook is for more sunshine Monday through Wednesday with highs 78 to 85 degrees each day for clouds and a chance of rain return late next week. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Store. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Whether it's a fire, a hurricane, or a virus, Annapolis comes together. We've done it time and time again because this is a town that gets it. A town that knows how to lift each other up when the world falls down. As we face this new challenge, I encourage our community to come together as we've always done. I'm Steve Samaras from Zachary's Jewelers. I pledge to lend a hand to support my family, my team, my neighbors, and the small businesses in our town. Together, let's do what we've always done. Every week, makers, crafters, and educators hold events all over the area. Highlighting some of those, here's our Makers Minute, brought to you by Annapolis Makerspace. 
Hey, this is Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. The first Sunday Arts Festival is supposed to start in May, but that's been postponed. But be sure to check out their virtual arts festival, links to many of the artists and musicians that you're used to seeing at First Sunday. At Anne Marie Sculpture Gardens down in Solomons, they're still doing a bunch of fun online presentations. Today is the Green Queen's art scene. Join the Green Queen in their virtual art lab. This week, checking out printmaking. On Saturday, they're having another Artini paint party, virtual paint along. This Saturday, it's Summer Nights, Summer Sunset Paintings, running Sundays through August 30th, with an on-site version happening when they're able to. Check out Bloom and Grow, Brilliant Botanicals. Also check out their ongoing virtual May Market, supporting local vendors at the Children's Theater of Annapolis. Mondays, they have musical theater dance workshops. Tuesdays are voice workshops. Wednesdays, they're having musical theater jazz dance. Thursdays is triple threat, learning vocal, choreography, and scene acting. Also on Thursdays, they have an acting workshop for ages 8 through 14. On Fridays, they have an acting workshop for ages 12 through 18. This Saturday, as well as the following Saturday, they have a master class in musical theater auditioning. Also check out their virtual summer camp starting this week with only the theater for me and theater production. Wine and Design in Annapolis is offering take-home kits still. This week, check out Monogram Crabs, Hydrangeas in Bell Jar, Rosie the Cow, Maryland Paw, Beach Bonfire, Steppin' Out, Life's a Beach, and Be Kind Sloth take-home kits. The Kid Museum up in Bethesda has some online fun. Check out their Make It Live and Make It DIY pages on their website for activities. For Make It Live, they have Project of the Day workshops for kids with do-it-yourself gadgets, at-home inventors challenge, and chain reaction machine workshops, all for K-4th through grade. Also check out their Make It DIY workshops, pre-recorded activities that include bubble science, DIY sun prints, backyard mini golf, upcycled bird feeders, and a water balloon launcher. The Kid Museum also has Make It Summer Camps streamed right to your home that include kid engineers for rising 2nd through 4th graders and code makers for rising 5th through 7th graders starting next week with more classes the following weeks. The B&O Railroad Museum has all their previous story times and activities recorded and ready to watch any time with 21 recorded so far. Coming up today is a new one with the classic Where the Wild Things Are. The activity afterward invites your child to start their own wild rumpus by acting out some wild thing sight words in a fun game of charades. Code Engines in Edgewater is still offering mentoring for math and coding Tuesdays through Saturdays. You can sign up online for a time slot. There's still more streaming music options going on on the Annapolis Streaming Facebook page. Tonight, there's Live Art Maryland's Corn Tiny Concert, as well as Joey Harcum. Tomorrow is another Friday Back Porch Jam Session, as well as Mad Planet, streaming live from Perry's Restaurant in Odenton. Also tomorrow, check out Relay for Life of South Anne Arundel County and the Friday Night Frenzy Charity Dance Parties. They'll be doing a virtual event as their annual charity fundraiser to help fight cancer. On Saturday is the Quarantine Country live stream, as well as Mad Planet back again, this time streaming from Tiki Lee's Dock Bar in Sparrows Point. And also on Saturday is Elliot Bronson and Naked Blue. On Monday is Nate's Monday Nooner web set. On Tuesday is Guava Jelly Dockside live stream. And Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, check out Spencer Joyce doing three streams a week. Last week, Ray of Light Studio started doing a drive-in drawing class on Wednesdays, and it'll continue next Wednesday as well. It's part of their Class in Cars Summer Series. They supply the sanitized drawing board, gloves, paper, pencil, and eraser. Come alone with a friend or with the whole family. You pay one price for whoever's in the car. They'll be doing this every Wednesday in June. At Local by Design, they're welcoming back their Artisans Market Spring Edition with three ways to shop safely this weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. They'll be posting videos online of studios, pictures of new products, and will be offering curbside pickup and local deliveries. You'll also, weather permitting, be able to shop outdoors. And lastly, they'll be selling things out of their warehouse that they set up for easier social distancing and traffic flow. At Art Farm in Annapolis, summer camp registration is still open. You can reserve a spot for as little as $100 down. They're still running virtual classes. On Sunday is First Exposure Digital Photography Workshop Part 1. On Tuesday, they have virtual art journaling. And on Wednesday is a Sumi E virtual class. Also currently in progress, 
but still time to jump in. On Tuesdays, they have their virtual botanical drawing for beginners, and on Wednesdays, they have their virtual drawing fundamentals for cartooning for ages 10 through 15. More classes starting the week after. Art Farm also still has their virtual art gallery, where you can buy art from local artists that you'd normally see hanging on their walls. At Maryland Hall, in addition to checking out their list of summer camps for kids, they have an ever-growing list of online classes for adults and children, including watercolors, jazz tap, ballet, ballroom and hip-hop dance, photography, Pilates and Tai Chi, and much more. At the Anne Arundel County Public Library System, they're still doing Facebook story times many weekdays. Tomorrow, they have their anime and manga club, sharing the love of Japanese animation and comics with fellow otaku, and discuss your favorites with others. Also tomorrow, they have another great movies discussion with the Palme d'Or winning Bas Kira Astami's 1999 The Wind Will Carry Us. It documents the arrival of an engineer and his colleagues from Tehran in a remote village in the Iranian Kurdistan where a mystery unfolds. And you can watch that through the library's access to Canopy with a K. And then on Wednesday, check out the Intro to Library ebooks and streaming online discussion. And that's about it for this week. It's nice to see things slowly start opening back up, but lots of people are still going to want to stay inside to be safe. So we'll keep highlighting online activities for you and your kids. If you have any questions about the Annapolis Makerspace, the Maker Minutes, or any of these events, feel free to contact me at trevor at makeannapolis.org. And you'll find links to all of these events at the Annapolis Makerspace website at makeannapolis.org. Whether you're making art, software, sawdust, or just a mess, chances are you're already a maker. This has been Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.